Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacetis, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you're taking time to invest in yourself, and I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Dreamers and Action Takers podcast. Y'all, I am excited to introduce you to this guest. Rachel Gooker is an amazing mom of seven, And she lives in Houston, Texas. And she actually helps people go from being on this merry-go-round of trauma and grief and living in the past. And she takes them to that of a thriving overcomer. She's able to use different tools and strategies that she actually used in her own life after losing her husband. And she coaches other people on how to do the same thing so that they can do what they need to do. So welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Okay. So you lived in New York for a while and you just moved to Houston, Texas. Is it a couple months ago or a couple years ago? Uh, Last summer we moved. Last summer. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about like the transition. I know you have seven kids. You get to coach people around like grief and like, oh my gosh, y'all, I'm just going to wait before I, before I actually ask her to share, she has some of the most amazing like strategies and tools for moms. Like I'm talking about like meal prep and a way to look at like what you have in the fridge and freezer and know like, okay, I have chicken. Oh, I have this and be able to put together your meals for the night. And I was like, oh my gosh, Rachel, can I please have this? So anyways, talk to us about how you kind of got to where you are right now. Well, I lived in New York for 20 years and had moved up to New York from the South. I grew up in the South. So that was a big adjustment for me. I had to embrace, well, the way I looked at it was I embraced the seasons. We get to have all the seasons up in uh, upstate New York. So But once that time was clearly ending and I knew that it was time for a change, God led my family back down south near my extended family. So we moved to this area and I really underestimated what kind of transition that would be for us. So after, you know, raising my kids in New York, if I needed a dentist, if I needed a doctor, if I needed to run out and grab a certain thing at a store, I knew exactly where to go. And it has taken me a good solid eight months to not have to use my GPS outside of my neighborhood. (laughs) I was actually celebrating that recently. (laughs) So yeah, it's been a wonderful transition because when you are willing to step out into an unknown territory and push your brain into places that it's normally in a comfort zone, it creates growth and it creates sharpness right? We can feel dull when we just do the same thing over and over and over. But for me, it has created this push to try to be sharp, to think about what I'm doing and 
clearly decide what I want day to day, all the way down to which grocery store to go to. You know, it's just been, it's been a great experience. So yeah. Okay. Most important question first, do you shop at HEB? I have gone there before. I have gone there. I will say that I was looking for something like Wegmans and HEB was sadly not Wegmans, but it is a nice store. It really is. a nice store. I really miss HEB. And I realized that like, I feel like I have a love affair with HEB. And so (laughs) if like not everybody shops at HEB, I'm like, what on earth? But I mean, (laughs) other grocery stores out there that are good too, I guess. (laughs) I mean, I got to tell you, have you been to a Wegmans? No. Okay. So yeah. (laughs) HEB is a different brand but I'm I'm adjusting for my uh, upstate friends they know what I'm talking about (laughs) I'm gonna make a trip just to go to this grocery store you know I've been wanting to like go see New York like yeah. yeah when my husband took me to New York for the first time to meet his family the first place he wanted to take me to was Wegmans so isn't that funny it's it reminds me of whole foods and that you walk in and everything's beautiful so amazing anyway i do like heb i checked it out and it's nice so (laughs) that's so funny okay so part of what you do is you like and you sort of touched on this in your intro but you work with people on their thoughts and like their situation may not change but how they think about it, how they are showing up to the situation does change. And so you recently had a plumbing um, issue that happened in your house and That's you have an amazing story about this and what happened in your perspective on it. And I would love to hear this story because I think that it illustrates what you do so beautifully. Okay, great. Yeah. So we have had this sensation of warmth on the floor in my kitchen. We've got the tile in the kitchen and, and the war, the floor just feels warm to the touch. Right. And I'm like, Oh, maybe that's the the heat coming off the dishwasher for sure. That's gotta be it. Oh yeah. When I walk around the corner into the utility room, maybe the heat's coming off the dryer, you know, surely the floor is just warm because of the, the appliances. Right. But one day when we started kind of discussing this, me and my parents, cause they, they live with me right now. Um, <clears throat> I had said something about it and we went to go look at it again together. And when I stepped on the floor in front of the dryer, it almost burned my foot. And we were like, this can't be something's wrong. And my dad says, have you thought about maybe there's water issues going on? And I thought, what? No, no. So we looked outside and sure enough, there was warm water coming out of the foundation of the house. And so for the next three days, I didn't see water in the house. It was just seeping outside. I basically went into panic mode. You know, I I called my homeowner's warranty and they were kind of, you know, we were running in circles with that and it didn't look like they were going to be able to help me that much financially. And I just felt so scared of like this big, scary monster of large bills. And what if, what if they have to like do big things? And I didn't save for that. And it just, I just felt so overwhelmed. So, you know, my parents are like, don't panic. I'm here for you. You know, they're like hugging me when I'm like kind of melting down a bit. (laughs) But what's interesting is as the days went on and we pursued homeowner's insurance, you know, at someone's advice, and we started seeing that actually there were protections in place to help me. I was able to start taking steps a little slower and not let 
the boogeyman scare me so much. That's that unknown, the thing that I was so afraid of would like crush me, you know? And as we started taking those steps, the Lord started kind of showing me something that was going on in my brain. And it was that I don't know what's going to happen in the future. So this thought that this devastation is coming on me and I don't know what's next and I can't fix it right now and I'm out of control was creating high, high anxiety. But when I was willing to kind of step back and see that like, I can't control my future. I can't control what's going to happen tomorrow. I've got to trust the Lord. I've just got to walk it out. I was able to take a breath, right? And soon enough, like we had the right people in place, checking things out, holding my hand through it and being like, you're going to be okay. You're totally fine. Like this is all, this is all fixable, right? I know this is a coach. Everything is figure outable. And when we think about the unknowns of the future, you can't control it. You can't figure it out because you don't know all the factors. But when we step back and just take a breath and look at what we have right now, right here and take baby steps in our situations, then you can, you can peacefully walk through the situation. You don't have to be in panic. Right. So long story short, it's been a little over three weeks. And yesterday I finally had a plumber out. He, yeah, he did not jackhammer my kitchen. Like two other plumbers said they would. That scared me to death, especially when they're like, uh, you're going to have to sign a waiver saying that any tile that pops up in the house, I'm not responsible for, you know, and I'm like, ah, you're scaring me, you know, that's that big boogeyman, right? Like all I can picture is my whole first floor, like all the tiles popping up, you know, but they ended up repiping uh, through a wall. No big deal. There are a bunch of holes in my ceiling and walls right now. Homeowners told me, I gotcha. You're fine. So it's fine, right? I don't have to have it all fixed right now. And the plumber took a, did a little test on it to check the pressure. And he came back to me and he just kind of looked at me like, uh-oh. And I said, what? He said, there's another leak. And it's on the other side of the house. And we can't fix it today. <laughs> so I'm still sitting in that place of, I don't know what's going to happen. But guess what? I know that it's going to be okay because God led me here. He brought me here. He's always taking care of me. And I can hold a thought that serves me in this situation, as opposed to a thought that scares me to death. Because wow. in the worst case scenario, my whole house gets replumbed and we don't have to worry about this anymore. And I have homeowner's insurance. In my best case scenario, they cut out another little hole. They repipe another section. My homeowner's insurance comes in and they fix it all. Like, Either way, I'm going to be fine. So, yeah. You know, I noticed three things in your story that you did because, yeah, it's like the boogeyman, the unknown, like it's terrifying. And there's so many different things that I think that a listener can relate to. And maybe it's not plumbing for them, but maybe it's getting a new job. Maybe it's getting new clients. Maybe it's moving, like whatever it is, maybe it's losing somebody. Like there's so many different aspects where the unknown is terrifying. But I noticed three things. The first one was that you had outside perspective. So you had, it was like, even though you know the things, it's like logically we know our brain is creating drama. Our brain is creating a story for us of that worst case scenario. And we're not going to our highest self of knowing, hey, everything is figure outable. Hey, I know that I can self-coach through this. Your first thing is like, ah, what's gonna happen? <laughs> 
So you had outside perspective and outside help. Second thing that I noticed is what is the thought that you actually, the second thing that you said was baby steps. So your first step I'm assuming was getting some extra help in around your thoughts. Then maybe it was, oh, hearing about the homeowner association. And so getting knowledge from other people, and then it was calling the plumber, calling the homeowner association. That doesn't seem scary. You've picked up the phone and you've called lots of people before. Like, yes, <laughs> you can take the baby step. And the last thing was the thought that you're holding. Yeah. I feel like you just broke down like a terrifying situation into like three very easy plans in order for mm -hmm. somebody to actually tackle. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what self-coaching really is. And before you can self-coach, you need the tools and you need the strategy so that you can apply it. And that's what a lot of my story is, is how I ended up in that place. You want to share it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so three years ago, my husband passed away with brain cancer and it was a lot of unknowns coming into my life. It was a lot of transition and change and it was devastating yet relieving devastating that he's gone, relieving that he's not suffering. And there was this tension there of feeling glad and feeling sad, right? That season was really hard. And now my parenting shifted to being a single mom with myself grieving and seven little kids grieving. Well, not all little, but you know, kids were grieving and they were going to react in the way they needed to react. And the parenting approach that I had taken up to that point was not working. Not at all. I wasn't going to be the same person. I couldn't be the same person. So I was, I was searching. I was listening to podcasts. I was reading books. I was asking mentors. I was asking friends. I was going to a counselor. I mean, I was looking hard for help because we were hurting. And the thing is, is I didn't want to sit in my past. I didn't want to sit in all that pain and just cry and cry and cry. I needed something right now because these kids were like punching holes in walls and I was locking my door scared. And it was like, people were upset in my house and they had every right to be. They just didn't have the tools and neither did I. So a friend of mine uh, had gone through a coaching program. I had never been coached, didn't know much about life coaching and decided, you know what? If I need to do this, I'm all in. I'm not going to go get coached. I'm going to become a coach. And if I never coach another person, at least it will create some kind of change in my life. And that's what I did. I jumped in and started learning the tools and strategies. I started understanding my brain and how it works and what was going on in my head. That's huge. Even just being able to identify, oh, right. We all do this. I'm not weird. <laughs> We're all doing this stuff. And uh, once I could kind of make sense of what was going on, then I could practice it. And our training actually included a lot of practice and it connected me with a lot of other coaches that I could interact with or whatever I needed. I had the tools and resources right in front of me. And so the rest is really history, like started working with people to get certified and I loved it. I was in my flow state. Like everything else in this world disappears when I get to sit down and coach with someone because we both have opportunity to show up at our best and learn and grow. I just live for it. It's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. 
I think it's cool too, because like, not only did you learn like a skill and a tool to be able to coach other people, but you joined so that you could actually coach yourself and then know how to show up for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. After Bill died, I felt like, what if I'm not giving my kids enough? What if we don't have them in the right grief support? What support is there for kids for grief? And I just didn't see much out there. And now I look at my kids and I'm like, I know when we need to go get some more help, but I also know what to do right now. I don't feel helpless. I don't feel like, well, I guess that's for the professionals. Let's, let's see if we can research and find someone. It's been and awesome. That's amazing. And it sounds like maybe when you were searching, like you were doing the podcast and the books and counselors and therapists and everything else, were you in a place of helplessness at that point? Cause you didn't know what to do. Oh, definitely. I would tell people that I'm in survival mode. Mm-hmm. That was my mode. I'm just trying to survive. I'm trying to get day to day. We're going to have to stay on bare basics. Don't ask me to commit to anything extra because I am overwhelmed. Like I just, I felt like not only was I in survival mode, but I felt like I was a victim a victim to not knowing how to respond to an angry person in my house, Mm -hmm. a victim because I was calling the police to come and help me a victim because my friends were like, Whoa, what's going on over there? You know? And it was, I didn't, I didn't want to be a victim, but I didn't know how to get out of that. Wow. That's huge. And I also love the aspect of you're willing to learn whatever you needed to, because you had the awareness that you didn't want to stay there. The illness that like, this is not an option to stay as a victim. I'm, I'm aware that this is how I feel, but I refuse to stay here. I feel like while you're in the middle of it, three years seems like a really long time, but it's not because I know that that's not your story now. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, what was shocking for me is when I start first started getting coached, I was really angry that my coach wanted me to change. Because to me, it was someone else that was making my life miserable. Wow. So I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the reasons they're struggling isn't really the other person. Sure, they're a factor in it. Sure, the things we do affect each other. But like, what if you didn't have to suffer because of the way someone else is acting? It means it makes all the difference. Wow. That was like a huge mic drop moment. (laughs) yeah you can see it in two different scenarios you know you can see it in the plumbing situation because I know when you told me the story about plumbing you were like hey nothing has changed however I have changed I have changed my perspective on it I have changed how I feel about it and it was in less than three weeks that you were able to know that hey the situation is still there however Mm -hmm. I have not and like but I've changed You can also see it like an angry person in your house. The situation is still there. However, you have changed. And that's really powerful because it's not relying on somebody else. Because I think when you rely on somebody else and you just use them, then you really are a victim. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is when it's a relationship you're in or a situation that you can't necessarily get away from or change. Like if you're in a job that you're unhappy in or in a relationship that you're unhappy in, it doesn't, it doesn't have to stay that way because you can't leave. Does that make sense? Like 
when you look at it from another perspective or you show up differently, it can change everything. Yeah. I feel like that's a good aspect too in what you do as a coach is you can highlight for somebody else, hey, what if there was a different way? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's super cool. Actually, last night I was in a coaching call and I had a client who was really struggling with the idea of receiving. And for her, there was some negative connotations around receiving. And to be able to find a different perspective on receiving could open up so many possibilities for her. And it's that same thing. It's where, where can I get curious about what's going on with me so that I can find a different way to look at it? And I'm not saying to ignore the way you feel, ignore the emotions in there. Those are indicators that something's going on and we need to work on something. That's amazing. So can you talk a little bit about how, hey, we know that the emotion that's coming up is anger or stress or sadness. Can you talk about how you were able to do that in coaching and get underneath the emotion so that it's not the thing that is actually controlling you? Sure. So um, in coaching, I like to let my client bring up what's going on with them. And typically we have an emotion we're feeling that we want to see why it's typically a negative thing, right? Why do I feel bad about this? Why am I worried? Why am I anxious? Why am I angry? And it's always going to trace back to a thought or belief that you have. The story that goes through your mind about your situation will affect you internally. And so that's what we really hone in on is learning to get curious about your thoughts and beliefs. And once you can get curious, we can kind of understand what's happening with that. What's that nuance that we can work on so that you can find a different result in your life. And we use tools for that. It's, it's really simple once you understand the tool to use to identify it. Love that you talk about the fact that it's really simple because I think that sometimes we avoid doing things because again, our brain creates a story or a thought or a belief about, Hey, this is actually going to be really hard. And like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be impossible and whatever else it's like, no, Mm -hmm. it's really simple. And you're somebody who's like walking alongside them and showing them, Hey, this is how we can do this together. Absolutely. Most of the people who have worked with me in our beginning sessions have told me, I think I need to hire you for my whole life, or I think I need to hire you for a few years because I, I'm one of those cases, like I'm, I'm, it's big, like I'm pretty messed up. And I, and I just have to laugh because when you apply these simple principles into your life, we get about three months in and they're like, Hmm. I can't really think of anything. I think I'm doing really good. And I'm just like, yes, like that initial investment that you make into yourself with a coach can produce fruit so quickly where sometimes we think that like, this is going to take years or maybe I'll just figure this out on my own because you could figure it out on your own for sure, but it might take you years. Mm-hmm. And do you want it to take years or do you just want to hone in with somebody who's done some research and training so that you can really conquer it? I love that. So if this is resonating with somebody who would be the perfect person to reach out to you and just, again, get curious and find out if they would want to learn how to look at their thoughts and their beliefs and everything else with you. So if you're going through trauma 
and difficulty, something hard in your life that just seems like you're on this merry-go-round that just keeps going round and round and you just went off, like you've tried things, but you're still on that merry-go-round because it keeps repeating in your life. Um, you can learn to thrive and overcome. That's what I did. I'm thriving. I'm overcoming the obstacles that come. I'm not saying my life's perfect. I'm still facing situations that I have to go, hold up. My brain's doing it. So we have tools. Let's work through this, right? We know exactly what's happening. So overcoming is a huge part of what I do in coaching is my, my clients get to overcome some things that they've been struggling with sometimes for a very long time. And we'll just use tools and strategies. I'm going to equip you. And not only is this going to change you, but it's going to change your family. It's going to give you tools to help your kids and create a legacy of kids that understand what's going on with their brain. And that's amazing. It's just amazing tools to have. That's incredible. Thank you, Rachel. I love your stories because the way that you tell stories is like so personable, so actionable, and you can see it in the situations that you go through. So thank you for sharing some of these Aww. stories. Thank you for sharing more about your story. And for, for anybody, yeah, absolutely. For anybody who wants to get a hold of you, we'll put the links in the show notes, but how, where can somebody find you? Well, you can find me on social media. My Facebook is Rachel Gucker or Gucker Bama on Instagram, but Typically, I send people to Facebook. I do have a website that's in my profile on Facebook that you can click on, and that's where you can find even more information about me, my podcast, how to connect with me, and things like that. Amazing. Rachel, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. Y'all definitely check her out. She has some amazing like stories, content, everything else. And yeah, I appreciate you jumping on today and sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of dreamers and action takers. I'm honored that you are here, but before you go, I would love to give you a free gift. Would you take five minutes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review below so that we can get this podcast and information in the hands of more people. I have a dream of working with a hundred million women and helping them to share their dream with the world. And I know that I can't do it without you. So once you rate and leave a review, if you would send a screenshot of that to the email podcast at thedreamers.co, and I'll send you a free gift. It's basically a broken down sales cycle of how to talk about your product or service online and customize it to yourself to get clients in the door. So I'm honored that you joined me today. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode. And I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll talk to you soon.